building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. What is up, y'all? Happy Monday. On today's episode of Big Questions with Short Answers, we're talking about procrastination. Why do we procrastinate? I'm sure you've heard people talking about their toxic traits, and I kind of think my toxic trait is that I'm a little bit of a procrastinator. I know I put forth pretty polished persona on LinkedIn and on social media, but I'm kind of the last minute type. I guess maybe my persona isn't that polished because I talk all about the things that I screw up on LinkedIn these days, but the photos and the copy are pretty darn polished. So today I am here to proclaim that I am a bit of a procrastinator, and I want to talk to you about what I've learned about procrastination procrastination, why we do it, and how to overcome it. For this episode, I looked into what procrastination technically means so that I could give you the definition. The good old Wikipedia says that procrastination is the action of unnecessarily and voluntarily postponing something despite knowing that there will be negative consequences for doing so. I think there's a really wide range of what procrastination really means. It could mean that you're delaying things knowing that there's a small consequence, like if you didn't finish something you need to do today, but you still want to have it done today, maybe you're losing some sleep. Or maybe you're the kind of person that's procrastinating until you get a really big consequence, like you waited too long to prepare for a presentation and then you wing it and bomb. Happens to the best of us. Now, I am not personally the type of procrastinator that often lets things get to the big consequence point, but dang, have I cut it close. I was actually reading about the different kinds of procrastinators yesterday, and I think that I am the performer. I used to tell myself, I remember especially in school, that I worked really well under pressure. And so I would wait until the last minute to kind of compress the time frame that I had to do something. Otherwise, I will edit and edit and redo the work like when I'm working on my weekly letter or LinkedIn copy. If I only give myself a few hours to do it, then it has to be good enough in a few hours. But if I'm spending the whole week writing my weekly letter, then I'll rewrite it three times just because I am a little bit of a recovering perfectionist, we'll say. So in college, I used to, I don't know, wake up the morning before a big exam really early and like study my little heart out for five hours. Or I might barely start a paper and then write it in the one to two days before it's due. And the problem with this, I guess thankfully this never happened because I always got good grades, but I never really learned a lesson from the procrastination that I was doing. I then graduated from college and, as you do, brought those habits into my professional career. Again, the work always gets done, but often, and sometimes still now, it happens at the last minute. This can be very stressful and it's a bad habit to get into because if anything happens in that very last minute time frame that you've planned to complete your task, you're kind of screwed. I think part of this bad habit is looking at due dates as due dates, like D-O dates. The due date is the day that you do the work. 
this doesn't leave any leeway for potential mishaps. And trust me, when you're doing things like growing a company or climbing in your career, things are going to go wrong and you should plan for the worst. My assistant, Eden, is really, really good at leaving that time for there to be leeways or mistakes that happen, and I'm still trying to learn from her. Now, let's talk a little bit about what I've learned about procrastination and how I've at least somewhat eradicated this bad habit. First and foremost, I think you have to look at the root of where your procrastination is coming from. If you're doing it, it's probably not because you really just like to do things at the last minute or you're lazy and you're just sitting on your butt until something has to get done. I think procrastination is often confused with laziness. I personally have found about a handful of reasons that encompass maybe 90% of my procrastination. One, I often procrastinate when I'm not totally bought into something I agreed to do. For example, I work with a strategist on some of my social branding and the conversion aspect of it, and he'll tell me to do something. And often I'm really bought into it, but sometimes I'm skeptical. And if I say yes, then I won't do it. Two is sometimes I'm not totally clear on what I need to do. And it's very hard to plan to do work when you haven't done the upfront work to scope the task and understand what exactly goes into it and how long it takes. Three is often the task is too large and it needs to be broken down into smaller, more manageable pieces. For example, if you have a goal in Q1 that you need to accomplish and you just put that large goal on your to-do list, it's never going to happen because you didn't figure out the five, eight, 10 steps that it's going to take to reach that goal. The fourth reason I found that I often procrastinate is that I need to delegate or I really just don't want to do it. So I found that I procrastinate on things when I think I'm not the best person to do them, but I've agreed to do them anyway. And in those cases, I just need to find someone to delegate to, send it to my assistant, see if there's someone on my team that has bandwidth to do it. Number five, and I think a reason that a lot of us procrastinate is fear. I and many other people, I think, procrastinate on things that I am scared to do. For example, I recently dug in to write the marketing strategy for a client of ours. Now, marketing is what I do. Why would I procrastinate on that? I hadn't worked on client strategy in so long, and it's very different running strategy on your own brand. And if you screw up, you know, you slap yourself on the hand like, oh, you screwed up, and then you go and fix it yourself. You're not really reporting to someone else when you make mistakes or you make errors in judgment or you know, a typo goes out or something like that. I just had a major imposter syndrome moment. Like I said, clearly I do tons of marketing and I know how to do it, but I was doubting myself. So that fear caused me to procrastinate in this case. All right, to get to the how-to, let's discuss eliminating or at least reducing the amount that you procrastinate. And I outlined a good handful of strategies here that you could use that have worked for me. One I think I already mentioned this a little bit, but it's breaking tasks into smaller pieces. For example, my big goal in Q1 is to take over my company's marketing, both from the strategic perspective, and then I'm also acting as the client for my team. And if I want to run our marketing in Q1 and run, we're running an insurance-specific campaign, what does that actually look like? Like I said, I can't just put insurance campaign on my to-do list. It has to be all of the little pieces that go into it, and I need to tackle them one by one over a period of weeks instead of trying to approach it all at once. 
Strategy number two kind of goes along with this, but I found that it works for me to put recurring tasks for the things that you need to do on your to-do list in smaller chunks of time. An example is that my husband just renewed his CPA license and he had to do tons of hours to renew. I think he did like 30 or 40 hours in the last two months of 2021 and he kind of left it all for the last minute, even though he's usually not a big procrastinator. I gave him a tip from what I learned, which is if you have two years to do this, then just put a reminder on your to-do list to complete one hour every two weeks for the next two years. Maybe you don't do it every single time, but you will be in better shape by the time you get to the end of that period and you won't have to do 40 hours of credits to renew your license in 2024. Strategy number three is setting earlier due dates for yourself to give yourself buffer time. You're kind of tricking yourself in a way. Now, sometimes I try to trick myself and then I'm like, "Mm, well, this isn't really due for three more days so I can push it back. But it does give you that buffer time to even miss your own deadline by a day but still make the actual deadline. Number four is called eating the frog. I used to think this was called swallow the frog. Either way, it is a very weird saying, but I find that getting up to do the most important things first helps. For example, when I have podcasts to record, I like to get up on a day that my kids are at their dad's and I'll get up at 6.30 or 7 and sit right down at my mic and do them right away. Another example is that I love to work out first thing in the morning because otherwise I'm stressing all day and looking at my calendar like, when am I going to sneak in this workout in between meetings? And I don't want to have to worry about getting it done. So do the things that are really important to you first. And the final strategy is get an accountability partner. For me, this is my business coach. I know that I personally will not show up to a meeting with her not having completed something that I said that I would do. And so it helps me move a lot faster. She's like, you know, my teacher grading my homework and making sure that it all gets done. And I have always been an achiever that wants good grades. So back to summarize those tips on eliminating procrastination. One, break it up into smaller pieces. Two, use recurring tasks. Three, set earlier due dates or trick yourself to give yourself buffer time. Four, eat the frog. And five, get an accountability partner. All right, all you procrastinators out there, and I think everyone probably does this to some degree, I hope you found value in this episode. If you know a fellow procrastinator or even someone that's just trying to manage a ton of things that are on their plate, I think these strategies could apply for them too. Please share it with them and I will see you on Wednesday for our Startup Survival episode.